friends, welcome back to It Takes a Village, a podcast of Healing Hands International. We're headquartered out of Nashville, Tennessee. My name is Mark Gent. Earlier this month, uh, we launched into season three of It Takes a Village. And today we are excited to welcome one of our own international staff partners on the podcast. Her name is Janet Gilly, and she is in Kenya. And for the past two years, Janet has been our Woman of Hope coordinator in Kenya. But before that, she was already on staff with us here at Healing Hands as our agriculture coordinator in Kenya. So she's been with us for over a decade, uh, which really just shows her commitment and dedication uh, to this ministry and to her people in Kenya. So whereas we normally bring our friends into the office to record their podcast, uh, we were glad that our very own Jessica Markwood interviewed Janet. Jessica went over in May and she was able to visit with Janet and um, we are excited about the conversation that you're going to hear that they had. Jessica is our Women of Hope International Field Coordinator, and she works really closely with Janet and other women all over the world as uh, she helps empower them in the ministry of Women of Hope. So if you want to hear more about Jessica and her role in Women of Hope, Uh, Go back to season two and listen to episode 16 with Jessica Markwood. So she had a great conversation with Janet, and amidst the roosters crowing and the cows mooing in the background, uh, it added such an appropriate local element to this recording. So we hope you enjoy the conversation between Jessica and Janet. Hey everyone, this is Jessica Markwood. I'm the Women of Hope Coordinator with Healing Hands International, and I am guest hosting the podcast this week, live from Kenya with some of our Kenyan staff there. And we are, we are really in Kenya. So if you hear some cows in the back or some birds, it's all just the sounds of Kenya. So we are grateful to be here today with Janet Gilly. Janet is our Women of Hope Kenya coordinator. So we're going to hear from her today about her work. So hello, hello Janet. Hello, <laughs> Jessica. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm okay. I thank God for you here. Thank you. We are glad to be here. Glad to have you here too. So this podcast, the name of the podcast is called It Takes a Village. Have you heard that phrase before? Yes, I've heard yeah. about it. So in America, we say it takes a village to raise a child. And at Healing Hands, we say it takes a village to do the work that we do, to do God's work in the world. It's very true. And so we wanted to come to your village and see what what it's like in your village. Welcome to the Winyo community, western part of Kenya. Asante San. Karibu. So, Janet, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little about you? Hello, everyone. This is Janet Gilly, the Women of Hope Coordinator in Kenya. I come from the western part of Kenya, that is Rongo, and Winyo Community, Winyo Church of Christ. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to serve women in this department. And I thank God for everything and for giving me this opportunity to serve his children. The cow agrees. So thank you so much. So we're here in Kenya, and you're from Kenya. 
Yes, please. You're from Western Kenya. Yes. Can you tell us a little about growing up in Kenya and living in Kenya? Okay, uh, the western part of Kenya is a little bit remote and it is uh, very hot, it is dry because we are nearing Lake Victoria. We have uh, uh, two seasons, like in the village, we, right now we are growing maize and we are expecting some harvest in the, uh, very soon. Mm -hmm. uh, life in the village is like, uh, you wake up in the morning, you go to the garden, you come back, you make some food for the children, you clean the house, uh, the house, you wash house, utensils and clothes, mm -hmm. and then you have to make sure that food is on the table. Mm -hmm. By the end of the day, children are back and you also have to attend to them mm -hmm. as the husband. Yes. And we thank God for everything. Mm -hmm. It is not so easy to be a woman in the village. Yes. Because most of the time you find women are, are responsible for every house chores mm. in the African setting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you said that it's hard to be a woman in Kenya. Yes. And now you are working with Healing Hands with women in Kenya. Yes. So how did you start working with Healing Hands? I thank God so much for finding me a place to serve in Healing Hands International. Mm -hmm. I started working for Healing Hands International in the year 2012, January, okay. as an agricultural workshop facilitator. And that is the post that I've held for the last 10 years. And I thank God so much now that I'm a woman and I know the experiences that most of the women go around and the challenges that they experience every day. I've worked most of my life, I've lived most of my life in the village here. And I know the challenges and the struggles that they go through every day. So it's, I'm so happy to be a woman and I'm so happy to hold the hand of someone, walk through such challenges that I also went through. Mm. So you started as an agriculture trainer. Yes, I And did. then as the Women of Hope coordinator, I'm very yes. glad that we were able to, to steal you from them. <laughs> but I know you still do a lot of agriculture training and make sure that's part of your that is very too. true i incorporate them in my training sometimes i go for women of hope uh, conferences but you find a request they want me to help them uh, raise the garden mm -hmm. i also do that sometimes yes especially here where a lot of people are farmers farming and business go hand in hand that is very true mm -hmm. i do that quite often yeah so can you tell us a little about what your work looks like what kind of things do you do with women okay thank you so much uh, my work as a Women of Hope coordinator involves so much uh, the involvement of women because I go deep in the village where that is, that is where the need is exactly and I get sometimes to, uh, to talk to the women one-on-one -on -one at personal levels. Sometimes somebody needs uh, just a shoulder to lean on, just needs somebody to lean mm. on in times of such challenges. And I thank God so much because I'm always there for them. During the work uh, conferences, we go there, we sing together, we pray together, and then we also sit in class sessions where we do, I teach them on how to initiate uh, table banking groups because I believe in unity. When you come together and you start something like a merry-go-round, that is where the power is. Could you explain what table banking and merry-go-rounds are? Because that's, most Americans don't know what that is. With the, when I say table banking or village saving and loaning, I mean this. Every woman brings uh, a little money that she has, and then we bring all these monies together. Like I can say, sometimes we form a group of 10 or 15. Somebody brings 100 shillings, the other person brings 150. All these monies put together. By the end of it all, after we, shall, we have found the totals, everybody takes some loan out so mm -hmm. that you can go and use it. And then when you come back next week, or depending with the agreement of the group. Some people meet after two weeks, some meet weekly. 
So you bring back that money that you took together with an interest. And that is the way how the monies have been uh, growing within the groups. Yeah, that's really important. Most people in America have access to a bank or it's easier to get loans or access to places where you can save money. But a lot of the people that you work with don't have that. That so is very true. These savings groups are really important for for saving money for the future and for being able to take out loans to cover expenses as a community. Most of the women that I work with, actually most of them don't even know where the door of the bank is. Mm. Because we find some people even keep their monies under their mattresses. Right. And then they wait for one week, they go and get that money and take it back to the groups. Mm -hmm. So uh, this village uh, saving and loaning is kind of an eye-opener to many women. Mm. They know that when you put your monies together, you'll have a bigger money than what you had. Mm. And then you go and use it for a particular thing that you wanted to do. Come next time, you bring it back. Mm. And then other people are also able to raise, to get the money if they're also in need. Mm. So with everybody taking some little money, you can go and start a small business, or you can even go and start, a, let's say you can even buy some seeds and then you plant your garden if mm. you're in need. Yes. That is how we have been surviving in the village. Great. Thank you. So you teach table banking or savings groups, and what else do you teach? I also teach them to depend on themselves. Mm. Thereby, somebody can even start with uh, one chicken. When you look at that one very well, after some months, three or four, you'll have the chicks. And then also, those ones will also grow and they get big, and then mm. you start that, the, you now start the poultry program. Mm -hmm. Besides that, I also teach them to have kitchen garden. It is not so good to take your money every day in the market that you're going to buy vegetable. Yes, mm. yet we have a piece of land here and gold also provides rain. So when you have a kitchen garden, you'll have to uh, decrease your expenses. Mm -hmm. The money that we are supposed to take to the market will go to another use. So mm -hmm. I also train them on how to uh, make some kitchen garden. I also train them on some other skills that I also do personally at home, mm -hmm. like liquid soap making, which I always assure them that once you do that, you'll be sure of getting some profit out of it. Mm -hmm. And you'll never go to bed on an empty stomach. Yes. You'll be able to take care of your family. And uh, the other thing is there will be peace in our homes. Mm. Because if you keep, keep on asking the husband for money each and, if, each and every time, there will be war in that mm -hmm. home. So, so, so most of the women always confess that surely they've had that peace. Mm. Because at least they are also able to bring some support to the family. And we've gotten to hear from a lot of women who started with these things that sound small but they're able to use those to save money and grow bigger businesses and support their families. That is true. I also teach them that one principle that I love so much is about beginning small and growing big. Mm. I don't encourage women to take bigger monies from the table banking to go and start big businesses. Mm -hmm. But you take a little amount and you grow slowly by slowly. Yes. By that you'll know whether you're making a profit or you're making a loss. Mm. And if it is not working for you, you need to seek some uh, consultation with a friend or a sister, mm. and then you see what next. Mm -hmm. You don't just stick there because you started and it failed, so you don't want to move on. Life has to continue. Yes. Thank you. So we know that business is important for bringing people out of poverty, yes. and men need business too. But why do you work specifically with women? Why is it important to work with just women? One thing that I've come to realize when you begin a merry-go-round, you find that women are very, very dedicated. Mm. And number two, they are disciplined. You give a woman some loan, she'll struggle so much to bring it back, mm. unlike men. 
a man takes a loan, but when you go to look for that money, you'll not find it. <laughs> Instead, you'll be in trouble. Uh -huh. So when you give some little amount to a woman, she'll make sure that she returns that money plus the in interest that has agreed. Number two, when you place any little money in the hands of a woman, that money, the impact of that money will be felt inside the whole family. Mm -hmm. She'll make sure that she either buys, buys soap or kerosene for kerosene lamp or puts, buy some food so that everybody may be able to eat. Mm -hmm. And besides, she still has some, a little to keep. Mm -hmm. She'll not spend everything. Yeah. So that is the reason why I like so much working with women. Yes. And most of the time, they are very faithful. Mm -hmm. She will tell you, if she fails to bring that money, she'll tell you the reason why. Mm -hmm. I tried this, but it didn't work out for me. But next week, I'll, I must make sure that I bring the money. Mm -hmm. And it happens. So I like women so much. Yes. Because of their big heart, mm -hmm. and they're able to accommodate everybody. Mm -hmm. And, of course, this also requires a lot of men who are supportive, a lot of husbands who yes. are okay with their wives going out, a lot of men who have helped facilitate these trainings and who are encouraging their wives to do more. So, men are important, but statistically, yeah. women tend to put money back into their families and that back into true. their communities more often. That is true. Like, in this case... I give a man 200 shillings mm. and I give the wife 200 shillings. Mm. A man will get a fellow man and says, oh, it has been so long, I've not seen you. Ah. Can you pass by and take a cup of chai or I buy you some soda? <laughs> yeah. The money will be gone. Mm. But when you place that money in the hands of a woman, she'll make sure that she buys something mm. for the whole family mm. to eat. Yeah. And you can even still get some amount out of that. Yeah. Yeah. So how have you seen God changing lives through the work that you're doing? I can begin with myself because I always believe that I can't give people what I don't have. Mm. So when I got empowered, I have to make sure that my life has changed, beginning with myself and my family. My children are able to go to school. Similarly, when I teach other, other women, that is what I see and I hear from them. Mm. You find surely somebody didn't have a better house, she tries to, uh, she tries to put up a new one with the support from the husband. Somebody was not even able to carry something like uh, offer to, to church. Mm. She's now able to get something to take to the church. And that one really motivates me mm. when I hear such testimonies. Somebody tells you, okay, I started with this much, 500 shillings. Today, my business cost like 3,000 shillings. Mm. And you see some progress out yeah. of that. So That's that one tell, tells me that my work is not in vain. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your, what's your favorite part about your work? The favorite part of my work is when I go out for the conference. For the business skills conference? Yes, for the business yeah. skills conference. Because there, we talk one-on-one. -on -one mm. And they share with me their challenges and their struggles. And I also advise them on what they can do. I also share with them the skills that I know. And you find that those who are willing embrace the skills and then somebody just starts something out of that. Mm. That one really motivates me. Mm -hmm. So I like it so much when I go out to talk to the people. And when I go to serve people, I really love that. Yeah. yeah, when I serve you and you feel like uh, somebody has touched your life, mm. it also motivates me so much. Absolutely. And I'm encouraged out of that. So what's the most challenging part of your work? The most challenging part of my work is uh, traveling. Traveling? Yes, like you know... We go by public means. Yes. You can't rely on that. Yeah. You can't time yourself by public mm -hmm. means. Again, you can say... So it forces me to leave home a day earlier mm. so that I can meet my time. 
Yeah. If you begin, uh, wait and for that day when you want to start the conference, you will not make it. Because once you enter inside the matatu, you'll have to wait for it to be full. Yeah. And time is not waiting for you. So a lot of our listeners may not know about public transport in Africa okay. and the roads okay. here and how long it takes you to get from place <laughs> to place. And so what is that like? It is, uh, it is not a personal vehicle. Mm. Uh, neither is it one that is hired. Mm-hmm. Though these days I try to hire one so that yeah. I can meet my time. Yeah. And I thank God so much for Healing Hands International for availing that for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you depend so much in public transportation, which means you have to go according to their time. Right. And if you try to push them, again you'll be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> They'll tell you, how do you expect me to carry you, ferry one person from this place to that place? Yeah. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to go by our rules. Yeah. <laughs> By the time you arrive there, it is late. Some people have already left. Others mm. are hungry. and yeah. <laughs> So I don't like it when I find people that they have really waited for me mm. and I get late. That is the reason why I normally leave home a day earlier yeah. so that I can meet my time there. Yeah. And everybody rejoices when we are together and we begin together. Yes. I release the women early so that they can go back to their homes. Yes. That's great. We don't. I think in America we don't always think about how, how much time okay. different things take and we talk about African time or okay. in Swahili we talk about pole pole. pole pole everything goes slowly slowly yeah one experience that I had was in Malindi in the coastal region mm-hmm. people don't do things like quick quick yeah so somebody once told me that if you knew you were in a hurry you could have started the journey two days before mm. <laughs> that was kind of arrogant <laughs> but then you're forced to wait you just sit Mm-hmm. and go according to their pace. But thanks be to God, now that uh, Healing Hands International is able to give us means, mm-hmm. you can hire a vehicle that takes you to the place where you're going to mm-hmm. conduct and uh, facilitate a conference. Mm-hmm. We thank God for that, and we still pray for more avenues. Yeah. yeah. So, the, it's, your work is physically difficult getting from place to place, and it's also difficult you know, dealing with the different challenges that women are facing that are living in poverty and trying to get out of it. That is true. So what keeps you motivated to do this work? What keeps me motivated so much? Number one, I'm always so happy to hear that there is a team of my staff from Milling Hands International always telling me that we are praying for you. Mm. That one really keeps me motivated. And surely I see the hand of the Lord. I've been traveling this now the 11th year. It is just by God's grace, oh. and the Lord has been with me. Mm-hmm. I also feel motivated when I go to some place, and then you train some people. The following, when I go back for follow-up, you see that there are people who have embraced the program that you took there. Mm-hmm. That one gives me the energy to do more and more and more. Yeah, when you see that people have that changed very, their lives. Very right. Yeah. Again, when I see that people are eagerly willing to learn, like what happened to us yesterday at Homabe. Mm -hmm. They came late though, but then when they came, their acceptance Mm -hmm. covered all the lateness that was there before. (laughs) Because we saw their willingness and the heart that was willing to learn. That really motivates me. Mm -hmm. I also feel motivated so much when I know that I also have other people team players in other areas doing the same work. Yes. It's, so it is not me alone in Kenya. Right. But you have other people also in other countries. Yeah. Because we are beat, all beating one enemy. That mm-hmm. is poverty. Mm-hmm. So it is my joy to hear yeah. that. 
there's women all over the world who are Amen. part of this team and Amen. working with God to like now you're telling us Jana is in Ghana yes some people Cindy is somewhere else. yes we're all fighting one common enemy exactly yeah we have our healing hands staff with women that are working hard and then we have yeah. our healing hands international staff who are you know doing the same thing in Zimbabwe and yeah. Tanzania and so many other places yeah. again the other thing that motivates me is that after you have sent your report, you always want to hear more from us. Mm. What can you do best so that we can improve our work? You always struggle and you always strive to see that our work is improved mm -hmm. so that we can meet the needs of the people. Mm -hmm. So you are also not just seated at the office. Right. You, also, you are also there, but each and every time you also try to find avenues. How can we support this work? How can mm -hmm. we give it a push so that it can go to higher levels? Yes. That one also motivates me mm -hmm. so much. Yeah. So, as you think about that growth and you think about reaching higher levels, what do you what do you imagine for the future of Women of Hope in Kenya? Uh, that is a very good one. I actually hope to see the Women of Hope uh, implemented in all the 40, 47 counties that we have in Kenya. Okay. Not that I concentrate only in the western part, because mm -hmm. I know people are really struggling outside here. Mm -hmm. I've been to different parts. I've been to Rift Valley. I've been to Masai Island. Mm. Struggle of a woman is the, of a woman is the same. Yeah. And uh, being that we are all women, and in our setting, it is us who are respected to put, put food on the table. Mm -hmm. So they also struggle to find a woman with a baby on the back, going to the garden. Mm -hmm. <coughs> when she comes back, she fetches some firewood, carries it on the head. Mm -hmm. So I always try to think, how can I make this life better? <coughs> that has been my struggle. Mm -hmm. But I pray that someday we'll reach there. Yes, I pray that we'll too. we begin by uh, one village at a time. Yes. By making change. And those ones who have been emp uh, empowered will also empower some other people. Those who have been empowered will also empower other people as well. Exactly. It's yeah. a, we call it a ripple effect. Like yes. when you throw a stone in the water and it yes. ripples oh, out. Yes. So we'll be praying for that and praying that God brings us more women like you, yes, so, thank that, you. so that you don't have to manage the whole country by yourself. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. So even beyond just healing hands and women of hope, mm -hmm. when you think about your own mother and your life and now you think about your daughters, what do you hope for women in Kenya in the future? Uh... That is a big struggle in my heart and in my mind. Mm. I know how my mom struggled to raise me up. Mm. We were men in our family. But she tried so much that I, I may go to school. She tried so much. Mm. And I'm so happy, even though she is resting right now. But I know whether, wherever she is, she is happy because of the work that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. My mom would encourage me to at least try and do something. Try and do something. She was a dressmaker. Mm -hmm. She would make uh, dresses. At times she would call me to go and help her. Come and help me make this buttonhole, sew this button. She was giving me the skill so that I can also not just sit but support myself. Mm -hmm. The other part of it, I've also seen some other women. I was not so good in the garden, in farming, uh -huh. but I was also taught that by my mother. Mm. In the morning you wake up, you go to the farm together. You know, it is so joyous when you dig besides your mother. Mm -hmm. And she shows, she shows you how to do it. 
you feel so much and again the work yeah. is, you don't even feel the burden of the work that you are doing mm-hmm. and that is exactly what i do with my with my girls when they are at home mm-hmm. on uh, during school holidays and you have three daughters i have three daughters mm-hmm. and i'd be so glad to see them doing the same mm-hmm. with other people like for my case i have an old lady that i'm taking care of mm-hmm. uh, she has some memory lapses she's a widow she didn't give birth to any child and so her house is just there so I always encourage my children, and one way of uh, giving them the direction, I tell them, go and fetch firewood, go and light some fire for that lady, mm-hmm. and clean her house. We make some food, we take it to her. Mm-hmm. So even in my absence, I'm very sure that she eats. Yeah. So that is the way to, uh, that is the way to go. Mm-hmm. When you show them that way, I believe that they will not leave it. Mm-hmm. Again, before we do that, we, have, we also have to pray and mm-hmm. thank God every day. Yeah. We also lead them in the way of the Lord. Because all these things, if you do it without God, they are, then they're just in vain. Exactly. So I thank God for that so mm-hmm. much. I also thank the women that we work with at Healing Hands International. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for each and every time trying to brave and come to Africa. It is not so easy to travel in our bad roads. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that, but, but you are coming here really empowers us. Mm. Because you really want to feel with us. How do we feel when we are down there on the ground? Mm-hmm. I'm so happy about that. Thank you, Jessica, for coming here. Oh, we are I'm honored saying to... this from the deep, uh, <laughs> deepest part <laughs> of my heart. When I see you braving all that, you have never been to this part, but because you believe that there are some of my sisters down there, mm. I must go. Yeah. And I was so glad to have you at the conference. Now you know what we do. When I tell you I'm going to the conference, you know what we are doing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we feel very honored to, to wow. be with you, Thank you and to witness what you're doing and to witness what God is doing through you and through all these women that, that you work with. Amen. And I think for many, many times I'm coming at the end when you've already done a lot of work, <laughs> when you've already planted the seeds and watered and God has given so much increase here. And I think we'll continue to give increase here. You are still allowed just to be part of the journey. We continue to take them to some. Also, you see, initially, like the example of Ladies of Opia, Mm -hmm. most of them used to work for daily wage, Mm -hmm. weeding in people's gardens. So Ladies of Hope is a a group of women at the... The Winyo Church of Christ. Winyo Church of Christ in Western Kenya. Yes, in Western Kenya. They are a group of widows. Okay. There are about 34 of them, mm-hmm. and most of them can give you very painful testimonies. Mm-hmm. They would leave their houses as early as 7 in the morning, mm-hmm. and they get back to the house at 1, mm. after only being given 150 shillings. Mm-hmm. Which is not very much. That is very little. You have taken the uh, most part of your day working for somebody, mm-hmm. you come back exhausted, and the children have nothing to eat. Mm. Sometimes children come for lunch, they have nothing because mm. you are still working on somebody's farm. Yeah. For you to get that money, you have to finish the mm. part that you are given. So the child comes back home, gets no food, just drinks water and goes back to school. Mm. It is very sad. So when the mother comes here, this money is not enough. She has to get into other debts also to make ends yeah. meet. So since they started, uh, they formed this group and they have been doing the table banking and the merry-go-rounds. When they do shout, at least you see some change. Somebody mm-hmm. has bought a sheep, somebody has bought a cow, and they begin from there. Yeah, that so when they share out the money that they've been given and they yeah, get a lump yeah, sum at the end, then true. they're able to buy things like a cow. Yes. And, and some even pay the tuition fee for their children, mm-hmm. for those who have uh, children in high school. Even, even though some of their children are on sponsorship program, but you, you are not given everything. 
right. you have to buy the school supplies mm -hmm. you have to buy school uniform and that one oh. makes the work easy so i see a lot of change even most of them live positively with hiv and aids virus mm. but as compared to now initially they used to work on people's farms they have nothing to eat mm -hmm. but right now you see they have food in their homes yes and again, they no longer work on people's farms, but they work on their, mm -hmm. on theirs, yeah. which has no a lot. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. You work as per your whim. Right. You can limit yourself. I go from uh, between seven and ten. I'm back home. Exactly. I start doing my house chores, mm -hmm. and my children come back and get me home. And can you tell us a little about what the Ladies of Hope are doing now? Uh, currently, the Ladies of Hope Ministry are doing peanut butter uh, business. And we are so glad to be part of that program. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Ants International, for making sure that this one is successful. We just began the other day, but today we can hear so many customers come here to look for peanut butter. Mm -hmm. And at least by the end of the day, when uh, they work in turns, we can have five women come and work on four. Mm -hmm. By the end of the day, at least somebody has something like 100 shillings to take back home. Mm -hmm. She'll be able to buy something to eat and also save at least 50 shillings from what she has done today mm -hmm. and again tomorrow and the other day. Yeah, so Women of Hope was able to extend a loan to these women after they worked really hard and developed a business plan yes. and went through training. Mm -hmm. And so they have, they like you said, they just started and yes. they already have lots of customers yes. and we're excited to, to see that grow and to see that group of and women. We thank God others. because of the peanut butter project. Mm -hmm. It is going to be a market for the peanut uh, that is grown around this region. Yeah. Initially, it was taken to the market. Mm -hmm. But now that we have the peanut butter project around, we'll just be taking it from the local farmers. Yeah. So you're benefiting these women. Yes. You're benefiting the community with a new product that yes. they couldn't get. And you're benefiting local farmers yes. who had to take their peanuts a long way to sell. And that has really encouraged the ladies of hope members because most of them have now planted peanut in their gardens. Yeah. They're expecting to bring it here for sale and then out of that they'll get a good money. Great. To support them in their families. That's great. Yeah. So as we close today, I had one more question for you. Yes. And that is, is there anything that you think you or the, the Kenyan church could share or teach the church in America or the church in the West, because that's where most of our, that's where most of our listeners live. Okay, uh, I've not been to America though, but I believe that uh, if we can be given an opportunity to be there, we'll never lack something to teach the women there. Mm -hmm. The reason is I know uh, we so much work in unity, mm -hmm. the church here with the women in our local congregations. I don't know about America though. Yeah. And uh, most of the times, uh, we believe in uh, socializing. Mm -hmm. we, be, we share a lot. Yeah. We share a lot. And most of the things that we do bring us together. Mm -hmm. Like we take our time uh, mostly to share with one another. Mm -hmm. Like when you go to the peanut butter thing, you don't just go there and start the business. We go there, we pray. Maybe somebody has a prayer request. We pray about that need first. Mm -hmm. That is when we start cleaning and then we proceed with the work. Yes. So by the time this person leaves this place, her problem is half solved. Yeah. Because she already knows that there's somebody who, has already, who is already standing with me so that God can help me solve this problem. Mm -hmm. Number two, uh, the women here, we believe in supporting one another. Mm. We don't have though, but we believe in supporting one another. Out of that little that I have, we are always willing to share. Mm -hmm. We are always willing to share. 
So if that one can also go uh, back there in the U.S., you can really appreciate the women also there. Yes. We, we would love us to be one because God created us to be all his children. Mm -hmm. He's always happy when we are in unity. Exactly. And unity is very important. Mm -hmm. You can break a stick if it is one. But when you take bundles of tricks, uh, sticks and put them together, you can never break it easily. Exactly. So when one person is hit with a problem, she needs other people to support her mm -hmm. or even to give encouragement. And that is what uh, really keeps us going here as mm -hmm. African women. So we believe that the church here can do a lot as we continue to expand the kingdom of God. More so when we go to the, village, uh, to the markets in the villages here, we also have time to share the word of God. Mm -hmm. That one also encourages us because when we go out, we share, we talk. When there is a need, we pray over that. Mm -hmm. When somebody is mourning, we come together, we console that family. Or let's say somebody, like uh, you are unable to raise school fee for your child. Mm -hmm. We always do fund funds drive. Fundraisers, yes, yeah. Fundraisers, we come and we help you. No matter how, how little we may raise, but by the end of it all, we believe, we believe that that small amount will be able to make an impact. Yes. Yeah. Asante sana. Karibu sana. Is there anything else you would like to Karibu share sana. about your life or your work or share with the Healing Hands community? Uh, it would be my joy to see that uh, we also have other women of hope uh, workers yes. in Kenya. Not only Janet. Right. That would be my idea. So I'll be praying about uh, having other people also coming on board. Yes. And we'll be praying for you because you know that bringing them on board means more money. <laughs> and we also have to help you pray so that God can open avenues. Yes. For that money to come. Yes. Uh, the other thing, you also keep us in prayers. Mm. As we go out serving, we really need the, the Lord's guidance. We cannot do it on our own. Absolutely. And also pray that God may level the grounds for us. Whenever you go out, we may get that acceptance. Mm -hmm. But in this part, I can say God has been so good to me. God has been, I've always been, I received warmly, and people have been willing to listen to what I teach them. So that yeah. one really gives me a lot of joy. That's great. I've gone to different ethnic tribes that I've never gotten in any opposition. Mm. I always feel so much welcome. It's a blessing. Amen. It only takes the hand of God for that to happen. So whatever we are getting from you, we are not taking it for granted, but we thank God for everything. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being part of this long journey. We believe that if we hold our hands together, we'll be able to achieve that goal. And our goal is to win souls for Christ. Mm. That is the bottom line of everything that we are doing. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Janet. Yeah. And we're so thankful for the work that you do yeah. and the way that you love women and mm. seek to empower them, even, the, even when it's really difficult and even when the odds are against you. Mm. But we will be praying for you Thank and praying you. for the women that you work with yeah. and praying that God will continue to transform them yeah. and transform this place and that Kenya will have abundant life Amen. in the lives of women. Amen. So thank you for sharing what's going on in your village. You're welcome. Uh -huh. God bless you too. Also thank you for taking your time to come and visit with us and also share with us the love from the man. Absolutely.
We hope you enjoyed that conversation between Jessica and Janet. And, you know, a few observations and things that I take away is Janet just does such a great job encouraging and training and loving those around her so well. We are always getting stories uh, from her and from others just about how God is moving through her in the the ministry that she has there in Kenya. A couple of items that I'm taking away. uh, One is when Jessica asked the question, what keeps you motivated? And she said, I see the hand of the Lord. People are eager and willing to learn. It gives me more energy when I return and their lives have been changed. And that's um, that just really spoke to me in the sense of just um, what we try to be about, just trying to help people out um, when they're in a place of need, whether it's through a, a disaster or with agriculture or uh, the Women of Hope ministry we have or Water or Magi, just um, helping people um, find their way and to point them to Jesus. And uh, Janet also said, and this um, just really hit home, and I love what she was speaking about the women supporting each other, and she said, unity is important. You can break a stick if it is one, but when you take a bundle of sticks, you can never break it easily. When one person has a problem, she needs others to support and encourage her. And to me, that is what we hope our podcast is all about, through It Takes a Village. And uh, we could not have said it better ourselves. So we are grateful to Janet Gilley for being our guest here on episode 22. And uh, just we appreciate you listening uh, wherever you are and however you're tuning in. um, We appreciate it. So go back and listen to any of our previous episodes from the first two seasons or our season three opening episode a couple of weeks ago with uh, Dr. Candice McQueen. Uh, you can find us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And while you're at it, we appreciate you if you would subscribe, rate, review, um, share it with a friend. And you can also follow Healing Hands on all the social media outlets. Uh, thanks to Taryn Foster and Kristen Harper for producing this podcast. And thanks to our friend, Maeva, for creating our jingle. And finally, our episode ending shout out goes to Barry and Camille Pickering. Uh, they have been longtime friends of Healing Hands. Barry serves on the board of directors for us. Uh, Camille supports them in that way, but she also comes in the office and volunteers. They've been part of Magi and many other ministries. And I also understand that. Uh, They're regular listeners to the podcast. So uh, we just appreciate them uh, as they are volunteers and they uh, just help make up who we are. And they're part of our family here at Healing Hands. So thank you, Pickerings. So until next time, uh, thanks for joining us here on It Takes a Village. Na, 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 na.